Looking for a special gift for that fag in your life? Whoa, 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 whoa. Get that friend of Armstrong and Getty some A&G merch. New for 19, our latest A&G logo tees, hoodies, and more. The Punch Violence in the Face t-shirt or the Castagat Redendo Morris tee is available. The Yo, Yo, Yo and the updated Stupid Should Hurt tee. The new Cal Unicornia state flag tee. We even brought back our classic A&G ketchup and mustard logo. Buy them now at the Armstrong and Getty Superstore. Find it at armstrongandgetty.com. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. We have breaking news, and it's not anything that you were expecting. Oh, really? And it's probably the most important thing to talk about today, which makes me think it came out today on purpose. Now, I expect the unexpected, so... <laughs> Did I expect that? And it's pissing me off because I suspect it came out on purpose today, like the perfect day to bury the story. But, oh, uh, boy. Live from Studio C. I can't wait to see what it is, senor. Old fat-headed Nadler's sitting down right now to start yet another impeachment hearing. And dimly oh, lit yeah. room is where we are, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Disappointment. <laughs> what Disappointment. Yes, kind of a general manager is that? <laughs> I live with that every day of my life, my whole life. You know what? It's the like over, manager today. The, the overrated was another option. The uh, the hearing today is going to be a big. The inspector general report. I think that eh, could be interesting, but it's not going to be a block blockbuster for everything I hear and read. And uh, yeah, those could be selected leaks, though. Um, uh, who knows? Yeah, could I want, be. I want to see. So, Trying yeah. to work expectations. So you got the Inspector General report on the the genesis of the the FBI investigation. How did they start listening in on phone calls in the Trump campaign? All that sort of stuff, which people have been waiting for for a long time. Coming out the same day as the House Judiciary Committee starting up this portion of impeachment. Yep. So those are two pretty big stories. And this hits the Washington Post like 10 minutes ago. Like 10 minutes ago. Here's your headline, and it's giant print. This is one of those, this is a huge story, we've got it. The Afghanistan Papers. U.S. officials misled public about Afghan war, confidential documents reveal. Oh, yeah. For nearly two decades, 20 years of fighting in Afghanistan, U.S. leaders have sounded a constant refrain, we are making progress. They were not. Documents from government interviews show, and they knew it. The Post obtained records for more than 400 of the interviews after a three-year legal battle, Freedom of Information Act. Both administrations, Bush and Obama, lying to us. The general saying the same thing I said on this show. How many times have I said on this show, what are we trying to accomplish? What are we doing? If we left tomorrow, would it be any different than five years from now or five years ago? Three-star general, I just read a quote from him saying exactly the same thing right. like ten years ago. And yeah. are you going to tell me it's an accident or a coincidence that that story came out today? 
You know, for what it's worth, I just started to dive into this as the show was starting. And uh, Douglas Loot, that general you're quoting, we were devoid of a fundamental understanding of Afghanistan. We didn't know what we were doing. What are we trying to do here? We didn't have the foggiest notion of what we were undertaking. Here's and one, it, it, a lot more. Here's one thing I've learned in my uh, decades on Earth. When I have feelings like that about various stories, turns out some of the people at the very top are saying the exact same freaking thing. And any bluffing about, oh, no, we know exactly what we're doing. We're positioning for this and that is all a bunch of crap. I almost dropped an S-bomb. You should have. Well, and that story is as old as time and as old as warfare as well. And forgotten always because the next war that comes along, oh, this time they know what they're doing and they're telling us the truth. With this administration, now that this Republican or this Democrat's in charge, they're not lying to us. That is so freaking maddening. We got more on that coming up later. That should be discussed all day long. I, do you think it was a coincidence? I mean, I, the Washington Post. Well, they, they're not in cahoots with anybody. No, but I don't how, think. Does, how does that story come out on w- one of the top days of the entire year, if not the top, to bury that story in terms of cable news coverage? Uh, I don't know. You'd have to ask the Post. Is that multiple gener- multiple administrations were lying to us about a war? I mean, yeah. it's not like the Washington Post is pro-hiding pro wars. No, no, no. They're not burying their own story. It's just, it's got to be coincidence. Well, that's I mean, a hell of a coincidence. They had it ready, and they put it out. It's it's a shame, although you yourself have pointed out that every day is an historic day, and the day that will blah, 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 and it's some giant story. I don't know. Today's a particularly odd time. I don't know. But it just, yeah, we'll, we'll dig You're into that. You're a conspiracy theorist. That's, that's an important story. God dang it, that makes me so mad. Those freaking generals were saying the same things we were saying. What are we doing? What are we trying to accomplish in Afghanistan? They had no idea. They were wondering the same thing. Building sandcastles. The minute you step away, they get washed away. Yeah, and with uh, some of the bravest people we have in the world working for our country dying to try to accomplish who knows what. Oh, that's really maddening. Anyway, uh, more on that later and uh, all the other stuff we mentioned. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. Um, I'm one of those guys that after dinner always has to have something sweet, like a dessert or something, whether it's ice cream or whatever. But ice cream, it's just gotten too expensive. And so I've, um, I instead have bought a big box of uh, navel oranges, a bunch of oranges. from. There the, you go. And so I'm eating, a healthy dessert. Yeah, yeah, so right. I'm eating oranges after. The problem is I'm getting juice all over the floor, and the floor <laughs> is sticky. How, how do you eat them there, dude? Well, I mean, I'll, Are you peeling them first? <laughs> just chewing right through the, the peel no, on the outside I, I like an apple? It, and I take a big bite, and they're good and juicy, yeah. and they're delicious, but do the you juice goes everywhere. Do you understand the difference between oranges and apples, the way we, cons- <laughs> the way we consume them? Yeah, yeah. I, I think apples have seeds, too. But, um, yeah, the oranges... I. I you know, go over the sink and I try my best, but somehow juice still gets on the floor, and then I hear about it from my. Do you realize they come in handy? They come in handy sections. Some people refer to them as slices. Yeah, I slice them with a steak knife. I tried the butter knife. No, 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 no. You don't have to slice an apple. No, you don't have to slice an orange. It comes in sections. God it, made it that way. It, it separates, and that you pop it in your mouth. Yeah, God made it so it don't do that. Even yeah. The, okay. Handy, I, handy. The handy bite-sized orange brought I need to you by God. Out when I get home, then bring one in tomorrow. I will yeah. eat one here in the studio, juice-free. 
Well, yeah, exactly. With no juice whatsoever. What are those little ones my kids like so much? Uh, the mandarin cutie. oranges? Yeah, mandarin. But the ones that peel off so easy. The, the peel just practically uh, falls cuties. off. Cuties. Cuties. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, that's one love, kind. We yeah. love the cuties in our house. And, yeah, no juice gets on you with the cuties. Um, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Had a, uh, a tournament of the video game type with some friends this weekend. Uh, competed on both days. Both days we fail one game short of the finals. Team Danger Zone was not able to make it to the promised land. Uh, the, the, uh, but it was a good time ha- had by all, and it turns out that the real prize of the competition is the friends we made along the way, Jack. Oh, boy. <laughs> loser! That's loser talk! That's hilarious. You know, my kids might be going down that road of the video game thing. We're trying to decide that for Christmas. Do we get them a real video game system or not? Do you want me to bring my little Switch thing in so you can get a look at it? I don't know if that would help in any way. Yeah, it might help, but uh, I just I just don't I just don't know if I want to do that. I mean, all the fr- their friends play them all the time, and I'm resistant, but I don't know if I if for any good reason or I don't know. I don't know. Get them a ball and a bat. Hmm? Get them a stick and a couple of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Have them make their own fun. Exactly. Uh, there is Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. I uh, feel very snappy today. I got back into the dating pool over the weekend. Yes! The dating pool! Very nice lady I met, yes, once again at the supermarket. Man, you, know, you really work the supermarket. The Reeling that, them in. The <laughs> gift that keeps on giving this You know, these time. oranges come sliced. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting point of conversation. Why, let me show me. you. Isn't it crazy how the oranges are already bite-sized? <laughs> anyway, what are you doing Friday. Yeah, anyway, this uh, this time in the produce section, we wined, we dined, we danced. Oh, wow, so, fantastic. Actual dancing. Yes, yes, yes. That is awesome, man. Got, got yeah. out and shook my booty. We, we have a big Good Lord. We have a big Marshall Phillips related announcement we're going to make later in the show also that uh, fans of this program should definitely stick around for, but Marshall, uh, a man of your age, no surprise to you, I'm guessing, this story out of the Washington Post that we were lied to about the war for decades? Oh, not at all. Not yeah. at all. You've no, lived this, through this a couple of times? Yeah, just like the Vietnam Papers. I mean, uh, you know, it's the same thing. Ah, oh, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Well, that light is actually the train coming at you. Well, and we've got to stay here, because if we leave, this will happen right. and that will happen. Right. Behind will the fall. scenes, they're saying, what are we doing here? Why right. are we even here? The domino effect is what yeah. they uh, God, used to call it. Dang it, that oh, is well, so maddening. Uh, what's, uh, what's clearly the strategy, having read, you know, a lot about the Pentagon Papers and the Robert McNamara's, the whole uh, uh, fog of war documentary. Right. and the rest right. of it, is as they realize their strategy is failing and come up with something new, they don't dare admit that they had no idea what they were doing up until this point. And so even as they pivot away from things that don't work, they pretend as if they are to preserve their own credibility and just to keep everybody's spirit up. Uh, but it just it's it's obviously morally indefensible to spend that right. much blood and that much of the the taxpayers treasure. I mean, the the numbers of what they spent trying to turn Afghanistan into a modern country defy comprehension. I mean, unless you're Bill Gates, you can't even understand what those amounts of money mean. Yeah, we got to talk more about this later. It really, really pisses me off. I mean, talking to guys last week, missing freaking arms and legs and eyeballs from being in Afghanistan, and then you find out the people at the top are saying, I don't know what we're doing here. I don't even know what we're trying to accomplish. This that, isn't working at all. That right. should make you outraged. It's just, oh, I can't even hardly start mentally down that road. It's so freaking maddening. 
Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday, December 9th, the year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then. Officially, according to FCC rules and rules, what rules? Rules and regulations at Mark. Good afternoon, and with that gavel coming down, I'm Jake Tapper in Washington, and you're watching special coverage of this historic day. This is a historic day here in the nation's capital. It will be a busy and historic day ahead. You're watching CNN's special live coverage of what can only be described as an historic day. This is turning out to be a historic day, a very important day. And another very, very important and historic day. A very historic and important day. Another historic day. We'll cut it off here. This goes on here in the nation's capital. This goes on for many minutes, and those are all different days, by the way. Yes. Those are all different days that are declared historic days. And I would like to point out that I, Joe Getty, led the field in scoffing at the idea of historic days. I've been doing that for quite some time now, as everybody calls everything historic all the time. No historian will ever talk about what happens today. If if it does get talked about, it'll be because of this Afghanistan story, in my opinion, um, the day we all find that out. Anyway, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, we got three American heroes killed in what the FBI is calling a terror attack at that Florida Naval Air Station. The Inspector General's report on the origin of the Russian investigations coming out. And positive, Sean, with a look at the Golden Globe nominees. Mm. Wow. Often an Oscar indicator. <laughs> yes. And what does Joe call it? An Oscar preview. Yeah. A precursor. <laughs> a precursor. <laughs> yes, indeed. Precursor to the Oscars. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> freaking Hollywood. <laughs> what's, uh, what's, uh, how's mailbag? Oh, it's very nice. The, the folks weighing in, really happy and, and proud of everything we accomplished with Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Yeah. We probably ought to uh, hit the uh, the quote-unquote final number. Yeah, all that on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. of your government lying to the American people, both parties, about the war in Afghanistan out in the Washington Post today. That, by far, is the most important news that is happening today, no matter what happens, the impeachment hearing or the IG report. Agreed. It, it will get the least amount of attention. Well, not around here it won't. We'll be diving into it. The long and short of it is what you're feeling, what we were feeling, what we've been saying for years. What are we doing? It seems directionless. It's impossible to turn this country into any sort of modern land. The the people in the know have been saying the same things. They just haven't been saying it to you. Haven't been saying it out loud. More, it's unbelievable. More on well, that it's not later. unbelievable. And, it's absolutely believable. And it's a very long piece in the Washington Post, and every paragraph I've read has been worth repeating. Right, right. Mailbag. In keeping with our impeachment theme, our freedom-loving quote of the day today comes from Bill Clinton. How about that? Awesome. I, I couldn't decide whether to do this or not because I know people are, you know, it's it's recent. People are still, you know, kind of fired up about Billy Jeff one way or another. But I like this one because I know it to be true. Being president is like running a cemetery. You've got a lot of people under you and nobody's listening. <laughs> wow. I've heard that from uh, presidents more than once. Hmm. And uh, and secretaries of this, that, and the other. You're not nearly as powerful as you wish you were. Or the people think you are. Right. 
Here your weekly shower thoughts is compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City, who is, uh, well, he leads off by saying uh, how amazing it is, the amazing amount of money raised for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. We ought to get to that number. Um, it's It's astounding. But the weekly shower thoughts include a couple I thought were amusing. There are two types of car owners. The first are upset when it rains because their car is getting dirty. The second is happy because the rain is making their car cleaner. I'm generally the latter. I've been the latter uh, a lot, especially since we started hanging out in the mountains. My car gets so filthy. It definitely is cleaner from the rain. Mm. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Every time you see a retirement commercial, those people are not retired. They are acting. (laughs) That's a good point. Those are old people with jobs. Right? Drivers that don't use their turn signals are people that literally will not lift a finger to make others safer yeah, around them. As I say all the time, about that, that? That, that takes laziness to a new level. You're, you're uh, endangering people's lives because you didn't want to lift a finger. Right, right. As a kid, adults seem to be part of some royal club where there are no rules or limitations. Years later, you realize it's the opposite. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no kidding. My kids are uh, always talking about what they're going to do when they grow up. Man, when I'm 18 and I can do whatever I want. <laughs> you think you'll eat as much ice cream as you can, but then... <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. H- how about you look at dessert and think, I can't. I just absolutely can't. Not even a little bit. <laughs> just have an orange. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Here's a nice note from Paul. The topic is impeachment, yo. We Americans are famous for turning out crap we don't want to hear, face up to or are sick of. It's part of who we are. Here's a short list of things that interest me more than impeachment. One, why haven't I cleaned out those cobwebs? They've been in the corner for two and a half years. Mm. Uh, two, three, I really need to change the oil in my deep fryer. <laughs> those are things he's more concerned about than impeachment. Right. And I think I get it. Uh, let's see. Oh, a couple of people, several people have really recommended Adam Carolla and Dennis Prager's No Safe Spaces movie. Yeah, I keep getting those recommendations on the text line. I got to check that out. Yeah. uh, Hey, uh, Hanson, maybe we can have the uh, the link for folks who will get to work or get back home again, can't remember the name of it. Why don't we just link it at armstrongandgetty.com under hot links or something, and that way you can find it easily. I think I'll try to watch it this afternoon. There's a pretty big news day going on. Marshall Phillips will explain what all is happening on the way. Armstrong and Getty. I don't want to be angry. We're not the angry show. That's not our thing. You know what? I've been saying this for years. I say it to myself. I say it to Joe to remind us. If we're out in public... The number one thing people say to us, by far, by far, not even close, like 95% of the times is you guys are funny. They don't say, sure like it when you're mad. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't read this story about Afghanistan in the Washington Post and not be mad. It's, it's, everybody should be mad. More on that, well, probably now with the news in Marshall Phillips. Well, the Washington Post front page headline today, Insiders Detail What Went Wrong in the Longest Armed Conflict in U.S. History. The WAPO stating, for nearly two decades of fighting in Afghanistan, U.S. leaders have sounded a constant refrain, we are making progress. They were not. Documents from government interviews show, and they knew it. The Post got records from more than 400 of the interviews after a three-year legal battle. The documents reveal that people who were directly involved in the war 
could not shake their own doubts about the strategy and the mission. It's freaking unbelievable. So the very same questions we were asking on this show for 20 years, they were asking at the highest levels behind closed doors. Rumsfeld saying, I don't even know who the bad guys are. That whole question that I asked from 9-11 on, well, are we at war with the Taliban or Al-Qaeda? Are they the same thing? Do they have the same goals? Nobody knew. Nobody took the time to nail it down before we went to war or during the war at any point. Well, and just to get uh, to move from uh, questions of broad strategy and, and philosophy like that to the, the hard tack here, they said it was common at military headquarters in Kabul and at the White House to distort statistics to make it appear the United States was winning the war when that was not the case. And I quote, every data point was altered to present the best picture possible, said an Army colonel who was a senior counterinsurgency advisor for a couple of years. He said surveys, for instance, were totally unreliable, but reinforced that everything we were doing was right. And we became a self-licking ice cream cone. They created their own statistics to show that it was working even when they knew it wasn't. We, we, we got and, and a point we've made over and over again. They said that uh, the, the pacification efforts lasted only as long as the physical presence of troops in that area. Yeah, I have no expertise in anything, and I could have told you that was going to happen. I could tell you it was happening, and it would continue happening. You don't need to be a general or a, a policy expert or anything to know that right. that was the case. And they lie, and that was the case, and they just lied about it and are still lying about it. The FBI said it is working under the assumption that Friday's shooting at Naval Air Station Pensacola, where three American heroes lost their lives, was an act of terrorism. FBI Special Agent Rachel Rojas. Our main goal right now is to confirm whether he acted alone or was he a part of a larger network. The he she's talking about is a 21-year-old Royal Saudi Air Force gunman who was blasting the U.S. on Twitter shortly before his rampage at a classroom building. So when I first heard this story, and that is a Saudi national, I thought, okay, you know, it was, it was almost entirely Saudis that, that flew into our buildings and started this whole thing. So that's not surprising. You know, you got your lone radicalized Saudis. When it turned out there, there were others, other Saudis that we're paying to train that were filming the attack yep. for propaganda purposes. Okay, we got a serious problem then. Yeah, one of the uh, three students that went to a party where they watched videos of mass shootings reportedly recorded video outside the classroom building while the shooting was taking place. There were two other Saudi studi- uh, uh, students who were watching all this from a car. So they are allegedly cooperating with the FBI. Obviously, well, uh, yeah. Get, get, get Dick Cheney in, involved. They'll cooperate. Um, um, that, that's something, though. I mean, yeah. if we've got coordinated efforts by groups of Saudis on our military bases that we're training, holy crap. Latest impeachment hearing underway in the U.S. Uh, House Judiciary Committee getting off with Chairman Jerry Nadler getting interrupted by a heckler who is calling a procedure a democratic impeachment scam. Order in the room. Order in the committee room. Anyway, he was escorted oh out of there the room. There you go. Wait a Let us stand up, sir, for what's good and right. Here's the most hilarious thing that I heard over the weekend, and I should have had Sean get us one of the clips of of Nadler getting interrupted and saying, the gentleman will not be recognized, the gentleman will not be recognized, that whole thing. New York Times with a behind-the-scenes preparation for these hearings. Nadler practiced that for days. 
they had stand-ins, and he would practice all day long. But they would interrupt him, and he would practice yeah. saying, "The gentleman will not be recognized." You're, you're doing How too- much do you have to practice? Well, that? Right? How much do you need to practice that? No, you're being too quiet. You're waiting too long to say it. No, you're. Wow, dude! Wow. You don't have the spine or the 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 the, the gravitas to handle that on your own, right. and that's from the liberal New York Times. Yeah, according wow. to according to them, they they practiced that for days. <laughs> Come on, with stand-ins interrupting him so he could say the gentleman will not be recognized, and that's why he did such a good job of navigating that. That's weak. Oh. Oh, boy. Meanwhile, the Justice Department's Inspector General expected to release today his review of the origins of the Russia investigation. Now, the report runs hundreds of pages, and uh, there's been some leaks that indicate there's significant criticism of the FBI and Justice Department officials that were involved. But the Inspector General is not expected to argue the decision to start the investigation was improper. Now, it's worth noting that the Inspector General report is quite limited in that he couldn't go outside of current employees of the Bureau and their records to grill others like uh, this uh, the, the fellow from uh, Connecticut is, that independent prosecutor who they've appointed to look into it. So this is going to be more like a little golf lesson where they suggest you keep your left arm straight and maybe arrange your stance. There are going to be criticisms and reforms, but it's yeah. not going to go to the big questions, I don't think. At least that's what I'm hearing. Uh, we'll have to see. What's the uh, what's the gent's name from uh, Hudson or uh, Dunbar? Or... I think it's Dunbar. I'm not, nah, I'm not that's sure. That's not right. No. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is... This is um, this is the the pregame show. I think his report that's going to come out, God knows when, in the spring maybe, is going to be the big one. But I don't want to become so cynical, I guess, that I don't believe anything because it's difficult to function in a, in, a, in a democracy. But with this story out from the Washington Post about how all these government officials and these long studies by think tanks and government branches and, and this committee and whatever are were all lies... Why am I supposed to get excited about a report about this and expect it's the truth? How, how do how do I square those things? Well, there, uh, well, there, uh, the information we're getting about Afghanistan is an independent report by the government to a large extent, and it's honest and it's embarrassing and it's horrifying, and it was secret. So the government is capable of, of producing these things, um, and, and this one's come to the Inspector General report is going to come to light. So I feel pretty good about it. I haven't read it yet, but um, uh, they they do it pretty well. They just then keep it secret. On an entirely different note, the nominations for the 2020 Golden Globes are out, and Positive Sean's got a preview for us. Uh, I think the biggest story here is just Netflix. That awards for art are stupid. <laughs> Netflix continues to uh, encroach on the corner of traditional media places. They right. lead all nominations with 17. Uh, three of the five nominations for Best Picture are Netflix movies. Wow. Um, so this this is their announcement on the big stage of we're competing in movies now. They had long since taken the television awards away from the networks, but they hadn't really done so with movies before. Three of five? Wow. Yeah, so uh, The Irishman, Two Popes, and Marriage Story join uh, The Joker in 1917. 1917 is 
uh, World War One movies, very similar to Saving Private Ryan. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it hasn't, hasn't been released yet. Oh, okay. Um, so these Netflix movies, were they all released in the theater? Uh, Do you have to be released in the theater to get counted as a movie, yes, which is that, stupid? Yes, that is why The Irishman ha- was released in some theaters right. a couple weeks before it was launched but it was on really, Netflix. But it was really a Netflix phenomenon. It, it was it was paid for, and, and all. it was a Netflix production that they put in and, the theaters. And from what I've read over the weekend, almost everybody who watched it watched it on Netflix. Correct. So it's only in the theater to qualify for various movie awards, which is for, for stupid. Festivals and awards, it's yes. just yes. stupid. <laughs> movie I mean, tradesmen. How... <laughs> How antiquated is that thinking? Wow. So it's on Netflix. Everybody's yeah. watching it on Netflix, but we'll put it in a few thir- theaters so we can go to the festival and win an award. Right. Uh, and uh, still ta- talking about movies, Marriage Story uh, had the most nominations of any single thing with six. The Irishman was second with five, with Al Pacino and Joe Pesci both nominated for supporting oh. actor. I don't think I've heard of Marriage Story. Uh, this is uh, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. And it it seemed it was released on Friday. I've watched a couple of trailers on it. It's one of the movies of this is what happens when marriages end. Oh, she uh, sounds delightful. It's, it's, it's a lot of the comedy, a lot of arguing, a oh, lot of crying, God. borderline into blubbering, oh. and then kind of the. Is know. there loss of hope? Oh. I sure hope so. Oh, who wants that? All right. It might nah. be expertly done. I just don't want that. Now nah, the moment when hope dies, I could watch that over and over again. Uh, the most important thing in your life uh, falling apart. Hey, let's go watch it. <laughs> That's entertainment. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I got. I got more to say about all that stuff too, the movies and whatnot. We got to take a break. Um, Jennifer Lopez got a nomination for her role in Hustlers. Did uh, did anybody see her on Saturday Night Live? I thought she was pretty good. Little, little too much leaning on the fact that she's hot for for like every skit with her in it was look how hot this chick is, which got a little tiring. I mean, she is hot. I get that, but. I was happy to see the return of Pete Davidson's character, Chad. Yeah. That guy cracks me up. <laughs> that is funny. That is really funny. I need to talk about the woman shaking her jiggly bottom during the musical act on Saturday Night Live that was unlike anything I've ever seen in music or dance. <laughs> that and Afghanistan. <laughs> All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Another impeachment hearing going on. The Judiciary Committee, they're supposed to send articles to the committee by the end of the week for voting. So um, so that's happening. Uh, also, the IG report on how this whole thing started with uh, Russia and Trump and FBI and all that. That's supposed to come out today. And the biggest story, in my opinion, uh, the Washington Post with... 400 pages of documents showing that we've been lied to about the war in Afghanistan since it started by everybody. Systematically, on every level, in every regard, making up, quote-unquote, the reality to spoon-feed it to the American people. On one hand, knock me over with a feather. On the other hand, I was hoping it wasn't true. 
And it turns out it's even more true than I had guessed. So, Well, you know it was true around the edges. You know there's spin. You know there's, oh, well, we're making great prov- uh, progress in Helmand Prague, uh, province and believe that uh, we may indeed have the blah, blah, blah. Y- all right. You assume it's rosier than they're presenting it to. Or it's, they're presenting it more rosily than it deserves. But that they're just inventing it wholesale, that there's been no progress, but they're claiming it's coming right along, that's just galling. So uh, before we get to a story I want to tell about the worst self-injury I ever gave myself over the weekend, I think it's the worst. <sighs> Whoa, now that's saying something. I've known you a long time. Right, driven by uh, by pride and ego, too. Pride and ego is what injured me, and that's mm. that's what I need to recognize. Pride goeth before the fall or the laceration of the puncture wound? In this or... case, it's the fall, yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> but we need to uh, give you a total and a thanks for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station as we ended up Around $700,000 on Friday with our chunk of the money that you all donated. We raised almost $300,000 with your help in one day on Friday. We came into work at around 4 and ended the day at around 700 or the show, rather. Right. At around right. 700 So $700,000 in a week for one radio show is just, it, it doesn't happen. Right. And then some of our radio brethren took over after our show to do a one-day radiothon and took the the number uh, a good deal higher, over a million dollars, which is just awe-inspiring. But thank you so much for your generosity. And and listen, you know, it's directly related to the Afghanistan story. If it were merely the $1 trillion or so of taxpayer money that had been to a large extent squandered, that would be awful, indefensible. But the fact that it's a lot of young men's uh, lives and their their bodies and their psyches and the rest of it, uh, to just let that go on and on is just indefensible. It's just horrific. But what we're trying to do with the Warrior Foundation Freedom Station thing, obviously, is to to be there with those people who are hurt and help them through this incredibly difficult time and help them bear the burden that we gave them as a country. So it's, you know, you got to remember the individuals and, and even though the, the war effort as a whole is incredibly frustrating to think about right now, uh, we can never make the mistake of Vietnam again and, and take it out on the guys. Oh, of course not. Um. Uh, so we're going to talk more about this Afghanistan story later. It's the most important story today, no matter what they say there in the Judiciary Committee. And uh, we'll get to more of that later. Um, if I'm wearing a hat like I am today, you know it's uh, for one of two reasons. Usually if I'm wearing a hat, it's because I haven't shaved my head in quite a while and I get a bit of a Chia Pet thing going. Uh, and it's not a good look, so I wear a hat until the next time I cut my hair. The only other time I would wear a hat is if I have a giant bandage on my head to cover a uh, a wound. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Which nobody wants to see, as I'm a bald-headed man, and nobody wants to see a, a lump and a, a laceration. So I'm, I'm playing tag at the park with my boys yesterday. And uh, I became aware... I started as it. I, I became aware that... Uh, it, I might not be able to catch my nine-year-old who turns ten in March anymore. Oh boy, I'm not certain. Uh, but it, uh, you know, up until this point, I can I can tag somebody whenever I want, and uh, you know, I just play along and make it as fun as I can, get them exercise. But I realized I might not actually be able to catch him. And so, at some point, my pride and ego took over. It can't be true yet. I still ha- I'm still faster than he is. I can catch him. 
<laughs> so I'm running flat out after him. His nimbleness is better than mine. I'm not going to doubt that. His ability to like get around, play around equipment this and stuff side like to side, yes. Oh, but yeah. you're, you're thinking straight line speed. Oh, yeah. I still got him. Yeah, flat out speed. I can still, I can still run him down. First, first, my my legs are twice as long, so that gives me the thing. <laughs> but uh, he goes on a dead sprint, and I here's where I'm going to catch him. And I go on a dead sprint as fast as I can run. Oh, boy. He runs under this giant metal pole that's part of the playground structure. (laughs) Michael, get ready. I, I, and I'm going to duck under it. Y'all, you think you lost me here? You didn't lose me. I duck and I didn't get low enough. And I hit a pole with my head running full speed. Full speed, full sprint, bam, right into this pole. Big, thick, metal, unmovable, no-give pole. Oh, my God. The most disconcerting part of that is the musical note your head makes when you hit it that hard as your skull vibrates. Well, you know, we probably all hit our head, and there's different levels of it, and there's... there's Dong. There's these, there's the ouch, the immediate ouch. There's the, if you hit it hard enough, there's the ring. If you hit it super hard, at least in my experience, you get like a white flash. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you don't even feel anything because it's just so, like, disconcerting. Um, I was, the next thing I knew, I was on the ground and, uh, and, and trying to figure out what was going on. And, like, my, and my head felt like it had expanded. Um, and then my kids came over and said, Dad, are you all right? And I said, I don't think I'm all right. And then one of them said, oh, you're bleeding everywhere. Oh, so I, I, no. hadn't, I hadn't even thought about the fact that I might have, like, a, a, a bleeding wound. I just thought, I've mushed my brain. I'm no oh. longer going to be able to drive or do math or feed myself. Oh, boy. I'm laying there on my back in the sawdust. The sawdust for safety there at the uh, the playground, so nobody could possibly <laughs> get hurt. Um, uh, but, yeah, I think that's the worst injury I ever gave myself. I felt nauseous. I thought I was going to throw up. I had to walk gingerly back to the car, and my wife drove home. Oh. I, did, I, I was just and everybody was giving me the fingers and what day this is and everything like that. I still feel somewhat nauseous. I probably gave myself a concussion, but what are you going to freak Almost do? certainly, yeah. yeah. But what are you going to do? Not run into poles. Oh, but but yeah. my, my main point is, it was driven. Which poles? All of them. <laughs> full, metal, full metal ones. Okay. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's the best use of which poles yet. <laughs> Um, but my main point of the story was pride and ego. That the whole thing was driven by by ego. Well, I told you my story about my buddy who uh, got into a little jawing match with his son about who was faster, and they decided to have a sprint down the street, and the old man lost his footing and spent weeks and weeks healing. <laughs> I am faster, and I know I am. And as soon as I get over my concussion, I'm going to show him that I'm faster. Says the old lion. <laughs> he wanders off into the wilderness to be alone. 